Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. Now, do you find it a little bit tricky to keep up with social media? You know, you know you have to do it but you often don't have the time nor the energy to really put serious effort into it and prioritize it. And as a result, it can end up posting the bare minimum just to keep things ticking along. Hair transformation photos after hair transformational photo, before and afters of your team's latest blonde transformation. You know the one. After all, it's just taking one more thing on your busy to-do list. And honestly, kudos to you for getting it done when you can. But the problem with doing this all of the time is that you end up posting the same thing as everybody else. Every salon does a full head of highlights. Every salon does great before and afters. So what sets you apart? You might think it's great, the great work that you do, and that's definitely part of it for sure. But I think there's more to a social media than posting about how good your clients look. Social media in today's climate is way overpopulated. So we need to find a simple way to set your salon apart from the rest. And the hint here is it's actually more simple than you think. Now, in this episode of the podcast, I want to introduce you to Braley Davies. She's the marketing manager and the social media guru around here at Salon Owners Collective. And she's going to join me on the podcast today to share with you three game-changing strategies that every salon owner should be using when posting on social media. So you can set yourself apart online and most importantly, grow your client base through using social media. Right. Keep listening to hear the incredible marketing strategies that Braley is going to bring to us. Braley, thank you so much for joining me on the Salon Owners Collective podcast. Super pleased to have you here. So good to be here. Thank you for having me. Before we start, what I'd love to do is uh, let's do a little bit of who the heck is Braley? So where are you in the world? What do you do? And uh, how did you get to be doing it? Okay, so I'm in Wellington, New Zealand, so not far from you, Larissa. Um, and basically, I work here with Larissa and the team at the Salon Owners Collective. I, first of all, was the uh, social media coordinator. So I did all the social media posting for Salon Owners Collective. I also did some done for you social media posting for salon owners uh, with Salon Owners Collective. I then became, there was lots of switching around. I then became (laughs) program coordinator uh, for our Salon Mastery program. Um, Became a marketing coach for our Salon Mastery program as well. So helping salon owners in our program kind of finesse their marketing and get things uh, going for attracting new clients. And now I am the marketing manager here at Salonites Collective. I love that you've had like all of the roles and all of the pieces and you know not only our owners intimately, but what they should be doing in marketing and how they should be growing their business. You could probably go and open a salon, Braley. Don't do that though. I, I, <laughs> I could you. not. I could not open a salon. I uh, <laughs> could not do the amazing work that everyone listening does. <laughs> <laughs> 
One of the reasons that I um, asked you to come on the podcast is that one of the things that you and I see a lot, um, Brayley, is it's tricky for some salons to really get good at attracting clients. And in social media in particular, um, one of the things we see a lot is this kind of repeating pattern of the same content. And I think that's ultimately driven from owners not knowing what they should be doing. They're doing something because they know they should be doing something on social media and posting. And so there's lots of backs of heads and very sort of uh, uni or undynamic, I don't know the word, um, types of content. They're doing it because they should, but not because they have a clear strategy. And as a result, it kind of lowers the new client flow and salons rely on referrals primarily as the main way of clients coming into the business. And so I really wanted to invite you today to talk about the three things that they should be doing to create a bit of a strategy so we can actually start getting new client flow and have great social media. So um, thank you for coming and talking about that. Do you want to take us through like, what are the three things we should be thinking about? Yeah. uh, So I think, as you said, Ras, um, one of the, big things that I see with salon owners is that they know they have to do social media and they kind of post day day by day just to kind of keep things ticking along and have it be one more thing that they can tick off on their busy to-do list and like I know how you listening like I know how busy your schedule is and how social media feels like just one of the many things you have to do and I think good on you for making the effort like what you're doing already is amazing um, but one of the things I see happening as a result of this is that salons are posting the same thing over and over again and the same thing as everyone else right so as you said Russ, like hair transformation photo back of head photo before and after and I think the problem with this is that every salon does a full head of highlights like every salon has great before and afters so you kind of have to think about what sets you apart like what is it about what you're posting that's going to make you stand out from the other salons out there and I think you might think it's the work that you do, the great work that you do. And I think that is definitely part of it. So it's important to highlight that. But there's definitely more to it than that. I think the problem is that social media in today's climate is so overpopulated. So you need to kind of find a simple way to set your salon apart. But I actually think it's easier than you think. Like you actually already have everything you need to make this happen. So... I think there's three things that every salon kind of needs to consider when posting on social media, I guess, three different categories uh, that your posts need to cover if you want to set yourself apart and kind of compete against all the other salons out there and grow your client base through social media, which is obviously the goal, right? Um, I kind of call these things the three cornerstone concepts of social media that every salon needs to have, the real three key things you need to cover in your posting plan in terms of what you're posting on the day-to-day in order to set yourself apart. And those three things are know, like, and trust. And these are the three things that once incorporated into your posting strategy are going to set yourself apart from the other salons out there. All right, let's dig deep into those three things now. Let's talk about the first one, the word no. Is this like, no, don't do these things? Or is this, no, I need to get to know you. Tell me about this step one yeah so that's a good question so the whole point of the no factor is to ensure your social media has as many people knowing about your brand as possible and has as many people knowing as much about your brand as possible so kind of let that let let that sink in for a second because I know it's a bit of a kind of a mind melder um 
I guess it's just about the amount of people seeing your content and how much they know about you and your brand through your content. And in order for people to know about your brand, the first step is actually reaching more people. So that's kind of the first half of that, be as many people as possible, right? Um, because if your posts are kind of consistently reaching 100, 200, or just the same amount of people, like plateauing in their reach, you're probably speaking to the same people over and over. So that's probably a good indication that it's time to start growing your reach. And if you don't know what reach is, totally fine. It just means eyeballs, basically. So eyeballs of humans behind a computer or behind a phone screen, seeing your stuff, seeing your content, and the more eyeballs on your brand, the more potential new clients your brand is exposed to, right? So I guess you can think of it like reach equals eyeballs, eyeballs equal followers, and followers equal clients. So there's that direct correlation between new clients and reach. Uh, and there's really no way to grow your social media presence and thus your client count without increasing your reach. And again, reach means eyeballs, eyeballs mean followers, and followers mean clients. So if your reach number isn't growing, then your follow account will most likely not be growing either. And if your follow account isn't growing, it may have mean your social media growth may have gone stagnant and the influx of new clients will have stopped. Yeah, okay. Um, I love that reach equals eyeballs. It's so, so true. And another way to think of it is how many people's scrolling, um, not page, how many people's feed is how many feeds is it reaching? Like literally reaching into people's feeds. Okay, I love that um, about reach and eyeballs. So really it's about how many feeds um, is your content reaching into, literally. How many how many people are in a room that you can get in front of? Yeah, I yeah. like that. I like that example of like taking it off an online kind of space. And if you think about it, your post is you standing in front of a room speaking to a bunch of people and the reach count is how many people literally are standing in that room listening to you speak. Um, I think that's a good example. Yeah, great. Um, all right, give us an example of something that we can do to get more reach, more people in our room. Yeah, so I think in terms of Facebook and Instagram, giveaways are great ways to increase reach, um, especially when like the way for people to enter is commenting below. They comment to enter and I guess comments drive reach because the more people that comment, their friend sees it, pops up on their newsfeed, their friend sees it, their friend sees it. The, it's an ongoing cycle, right? In that same vein, memes are a great way to increase reach because, again, people love to engage with memes and engagement drives reach. So the more people that comment and engage, obviously memes are super engaging content, right? Like I'm sure you've all seen a friend commenting on a meme page that you don't necessarily follow, but it's popping up on your timeline or your uh, feed. So I'd say that's a real life example of like one more set of eyeballs increasing that reach. Engagement posts, again, um, posts that specifically drive engagement. Your team sharing photos, like getting your team to share photos on their profiles of the work done in salon or, you know, your salon photos and their friends see it, their friends see it. Tagging your clients in posts and stories, which will make them, you know, more likely to reshare it to their feed or their stories. And then again, their friends see it. Um, and then just in general stories, like tagging brands that you use in salon in your story. So like anything from like the products you stock, from the coffee you use to the little chocolate that you serve with your coffee, like anything like that, take any opportunity to tag brands in your stories and then they're more likely to repost it and then their followers will see it and then your race will be encouraged. Hey, I just wanted to pop in to tell you something. Don't worry, we're gonna get back to this awesome episode in just a second. Now, if this sounds like you, listen up. You have a team, you love your team, but 
You're sick of wondering why and wishing your team would make their sales targets. You want them to be smashing sales because it shows that they're actually looking after their clients really well. Like imagine if you could have a way to make more from the clients that you already have, increase sales without spending more on advertising. Well, it's totally possible and I want to help you. And I want to help you do it with ease, in a classy way. No hard and dirty sales tricks here. Ways to serve your clients, make more, because everybody wins. The team, the client, and of course, you, the business owner. Now, if you want to find out more, just DM me uh, and let's chat. I'll make a plan for you. I'm also going to leave a link for you on the show notes of this episode. All right, let's get back to the episode. Let's talk a little bit about um, more people knowing about your brand because um, I think if we're not talking about our brand and letting people know about it, nobody else is. Yeah, I agree. And I think once you're getting more eyeballs on your brand, then the next step is to ensure your brand, your values, your mission, your ideal client, who you serve, all the things is clear from the get-go on your social media pages. And that's kind of the stuff that is going to uh, tell people more about who you are as a brand and so they can you know, know more about you, which is that, that second half of it. Um, and so in, in order for people to kind of know what makes you, you, and what sets you apart from the other salons, there are a couple of ways you can share who you are as a brand on socials so it's clear and people can know when they land on your page. So, for example, on Instagram, I think the Instagram bio is a massively underutilized tool. It's really your chance to set, set a first impression and kind of that first opportunity that you have when you're increasing your reach and more people are landing on your page to share who you are. Uh, so some things to include in your Instagram bio are, for example, your location. Um, so when people are searching for like Brisbane salon or whatever in the Instagram search bar, you're more likely to pop up if you've got your location listed in your bio. Your expertise in hero service. I think don't be afraid to say what you do, what you're good at, what sets you apart. Are you a blonde salon? And, and even further than that, are you a healthy blonde salon, a lived-in blonde salon? What is it specifically that's your expertise and your hero service that's going to set you apart from the rest? And don't be afraid to say that in your bio. And we'll talk a little bit more about that shortly as well. Um, and then just literally talking about who you serve so like who's your ideal client talking about her in your bio I think even just a line about the type of people that you serve is really going to become a magnet for more of those types of people and then I think that's Instagram so in terms of Facebook I would say the kind of equivalent is the pinned post at the top of your Facebook page I think, again, a massively underutilized resource. So if you don't have one, I definitely recommend you have one. It's kind of the only chance you have, at, I guess, controlling what people see when they first arrive to your Facebook page. Otherwise, it's just kind of going to be, you know, what was the last most recent post that you posted, right? So that's your chance to kind of control what they see, control that first impression, be intentional about it. Um, I wouldn't recommend having something like your cancellation policy. I'd probably instead do like a new client offer so again that's going to uh when new clients arrive to your page it's going to kind of target them um and then also your cover photo and your profile photo like i would avoid using stock images again like you want to be uh showing what makes you you and obviously stock images aren't unique to you so it make sure you include photos of your team and your cover image um your brand colors fonts logos maybe a brand statement and really honing in on what sets you apart and then remember to incorporate this information 
into your like long-term posting strategy. So not only just like putting it once in your bio and once on your Facebook feed, um, continue to share in your ongoing content plan. All right, amazing. I love all of that, um, Braley. There are two others. There's no like and trust. So let's talk about the like piece. Yeah, so the like factor, I guess, is all about getting people to actually like your brand and your team. Um, so it's really in the name because no one's going to do business with people they don't like, right? Like it's just a fact. I guess you can think of it like people follow brands, but they do business with people. And your potential client is going to spend one, two, even three, four hours with your team member in the chair on the bed. So she wants to know that she's going to connect with her on a personal level. And so you really need to give your potential clients an inside look inside your brand and your team and give your followers the opportunity to actually like you as humans and connect with you. Make connections that go beyond just a computer or a phone screen because that's really the only way that, you know, they're going to choose you over the salon down the road. And so I think if your reach rate is a good judge of your no score and, you know, how much people know you and how much they know about you, um, then engagement rates are a good judge of your like score. And I guess you can think of it like engagement can drive reach, but reach doesn't necessarily drive engagement um, because just because people are seeing your stuff doesn't mean they're going to engage on it. So um, I think and while reach is important, engagement is equally as important engagement Braley you know like I see a post of a personal thing I connect with her I'm going to like it I'm going to click on the image I'm going to write a little comment that's engagement right if if I like it and I'm going yeah oh look there's Susan um I will do an action yeah because I I'm connecting with the human I like them yeah yeah so it literally means engaging in the post commenting liking sharing saving tagging their friend clicking, um, all of those kind of interactive activities, someone actually interacting with your post. And so it's equally as important as growing your reach because when a new person comes across your brand, it actually takes on average seven to 11 interactions with that brand before they decide to do business with you. So I guess that time between them first discovering your brand and then eventually hopefully doing business with you is one of the most kind of vital parts of what we call the client buying journey. And this is the stage where your social media will either convert them into a client or not. So it's really important to capture them in that kind of time um, and, yeah, and make have them engage with your content. And I guess them seeing your brand and being an eyeballs, you know, number will mean they know you, but they will only learn to like and trust you once they engage with your content. And we often have talk about the analogy here, which lots of you listening may have heard that it's like dating. It's kind of like you wouldn't meet someone at a bar, walk up to them and ask them to go home with you straight away, would you? No, you'd probably introduce yourself, engage in conversation, warm up to one another and get to know each other, chatting back and forth. And so the exact same applies for online. It's kind of that getting to know you phase, just like in dating. Um, so there are some simple ways you can increase your score with the like factor. I think sharing the humans within your business is a huge one. Like, who are the people inside of your business? What are their personalities like? Who are they as humans? Show that behind the scenes life at your salon. Like, what do you get up to that clients might not necessarily see? What are the fun bits that happen behind the curtain, as we like to call it? I think it's easy to fall into the trap of feeling like your social media needs to look perfect. But actually, perfection is overrated. And it's much better to 
have a little bit of an imperfect rough edge and have that connection be formed rather than uh, just like a perfect social media feed with no personal connection because anyone can have a social, uh, pretty social media feed. So I think getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, putting you and your team members out there and remembering that people do business with people and it's about building relationships with potential new clients just if you, if, if like, if you were to meet them in real life. Yeah, I, I loved that you said getting comfortable with the uncomfortable because I know some of the barrier and the block sometimes really is I don't want to put myself out there. People will judge me and look at me. The way I like to think of it is, you know, when you've got a salon, you've got a window and it's literally a footpath outside. People walk past and they are looking at you. So just have the same thought. Keep it simple. You don't have to do anything complicated. Just open the window, open the door to people to be able to peek in and look inside. Um, yeah. Does that, is that useful? Yeah, 100%. And I think like the good part of it, as you said, is that all of this stuff is happening in your salon already. Like you have a salon full of humans, beliefs, systems, clients, techniques, values that are conversations, conversations, personalities that are uniquely yours already. So that's the only thing that's going to set you apart. So it's time to start showing that stuff because it's all happening going beyond just before and afters. Because I think what happens when 80% of your feed is before and after photos is that it's focusing on the trust factor, which I'll talk about in a second. But have you built this like factor and the no factor, which we talked about before? And I think putting efforts into getting clients to trust your brand by posting before and afters will be lost if you haven't gotten them to know and like you first. Um, And so, as I said, I think one of the best ways to increase that uh, like factor is showing your humans and also increasing your engagement rate because engagement means building that connection online. And so I guess the ways to increase engagement are similar to kind of the ways to increase reach it's because engagement drives reach as we know. So giveaways, memes, engagement posts. And I think it's important to remember that it's not a one-way street. Again, it's like in real life. It's like if someone were to walk past you and say hi or ask you a question, would you ignore them? Probably not, right? So I think the same applies for online. Not only does always replying to people's comments and messages ensure you're boosting your engagement to the algorithm even more because the algorithm sees your comment as one more comment, so more engaged, so it boosts it. But it also goes back to my point about building relationships and a two-way engaging experience that someone's had with your brand is much more likely to entice them to become a client rather than a one-way comment that was overlooked or ignored and never responded back to from the brand. So I think... um, ensuring all comments and messages are responded to is a simple way to start building those relationships um, once you've got that engagement rate up. And kind of to make this happen, I would probably just recommend you or one of your team members because you can definitely delegate this. Uh, So I think one of the easiest ways to make sure all your comments are responded to is just put 30 minutes aside each day and have one of your team members respond to all the comments and then you know you can make sure that everything has been replied to. Yeah, I love that. I think that's super important and a little bit overlooked, for sure. Yeah. Um, Brayley, you've kind of touched on trust a little bit already, but do you want to just talk to uh, number three, which is the trust factor? Yeah, and so, as I said, trust is all about showing your technical skills, so things like before and afters. And I would especially work at showing your technical skills in one specific niche. So you might do treatments, men's cuts, women's cuts, kids' cuts, balayage all the things uh but i think it's important to choose one hero service and really hone in on that as your core service especially when it comes to marketing uh because in order to kind of successfully niche down and attract your ideal client you want the client to choose you over all the other sounds out there 
not just because you were the only one kind of left to go to, but because you were the known expert in this area of speciality. And so I'd say the goal is for your ideal client to know that you are the best in the biz at what you do. And that's your hero service. I think at the end of the day, people want to trust your skills and expertise, know you can look after them. And so if you can show people that they can both trust you and that you can look after them, then it should be easy for them to decide that you were the right salon for them. So you should really have one hero service that is going to make the client love and trust you even more and really show that off. Yeah, I, I love that one in particular because I think it's this in particular that stops the pricing trap that we can get into and people making decisions, clients making decisions to come to your business based on price, that they've actually got something really strong and anchored to make a good buying decision because they want you, they like you, they trust you, they know what you do and who you look after. And it takes the race to, you know, the cheapest service. It takes that out of the equation. Would you agree? Yeah, and I think it's, as you said, really just showing yourself as the expert and when they can know and trust that you're the expert in the, the service that they want and need, then it makes you the no-brain option. And I think that's why when choosing your hero service, it needs to be something that your ideal client wants and needs and it's going to jump at the chance of getting and it needs to be specific to them, right? So ensuring you're picking for your hero service something that really resonates with your ideal client and then speaking about it. So in your social media, like content plan, doing those before and afters, having fun with it, uh, showing clients' faces, not just backs of heads, testimonials, things like that, uh, social proof, anything that kind of can prove that you're the known expert in that hero service in your field of expertise, um, that's what's going to build trust. Yeah, okay, I love that. So it's not about uh, removing the backs of heads or the before and afters and, and things, it's about balance and having all three of those ever present in your content yeah 100 and I think yeah as I said I think I see too many backs of heads and not enough of the other stuff and too many before and after so exactly it's about that balance of all kind of all three of those cornerstones incorporated into your posting strategy yeah okay cool um Braley, as tradition here on the podcast um what I would love for you to share a quote or a mantra or something that keeps you super focused, something that we do maybe here at Salon Owners Collective and we think about when we're in our having our marketing hat on, um, but you feel is super relevant to salon owners in, in their marketing world. Yeah, I think a big mantra that we say a lot here at Salon Owners Collective, especially when it comes to marketing, but really in, in all aspects of business, is keep it simple, sweetheart. I think, and we shorten it to K-I-S-S, KISS, actually. We say it all the time amongst the team um, and when we're working with our owners. And I think it especially applies to marketing because, as I said before, like all of these things that I've talked about today are already happening in your salon. Like you don't need to overcomplicate it. Like all this stuff is already happening. I think getting these fundamental basics right is really where I would start. And I wouldn't worry about, you know, doing... Uh, multiple com complex strategies, paid ads and all the things like that until you've kind of got this fundamental uh, basic strategy right. And, and again, it's already happening in your salon. So it's just a matter of showing it. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, this whole idea of it's already happening. There's no other secret strategy that you don't know about. Like it's really just what's happening inside of your business and, and putting it out there to the world so people can actually see it, right? Yeah, exactly. Keep and not simple. being afraid to show those things. Yeah, just keep it simple, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, I know we've got a couple of resources that we can share 
uh, around the marketing? Uh, what are your suggestions? Yeah, so we have a great guide uh, that's specific to Instagram. So it's our Instagram checklist, kind of all the things that you need to be doing to tick off in order to grow your salon on Instagram. So we will ensure we leave the link to that in the show notes below. And then we also have a, I believe it's called the 10 sales and marketing strategies guide uh, that again, are kind of all the things that your salon needs to be doing in order to nail your sales and marketing. So we'll leave the links to those below. Okay, amazing. Um, I feel like we've got lots of guides, resources, conversations, um, not just those two. Where should we be sending you guys who are listening? Um, really, where should we send yes. to people? So I want to invite you all to come and hang out with us in the Profitable and Successful Salon Owners Facebook group. It is a place where more conversations like this one that we've had today happen on the daily. Myself and all of the rest of the salon owners collective team are in that group and we're here to chat with everyone as well as other salon owners in that group. So you can talk to your salon owner peers, kind of get advice from experience um, and talk to Larissa as well and uh, witness some of her amazing strategies. (laughs) Um, All right. I really appreciate uh, your deep insight and knowledge into all things marketing and social media for salon owners. And I super appreciate having you on the coaching team for um, Salon Mastery. Um, It's invaluable. So thanks for your time today, Braley. Thank you so much for having me, Riz. And that's a wrap. Braley, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I certainly appreciate your insight and your wisdom around everything marketing and social media related. Now, I hope you're listening manage to take a few valuable tips and tricks so that you can implement them straight away in your salon. Remember, once you have a strategy that works for you, it's just about staying consistent with what works in attracting your perfect ideal clients. Social media doesn't have to be overly complicated and we're here to help you get your social media strategy started. So in saying that, I've got something for you. My team and I created a checklist that will help you and tell you exactly how to make Instagram marketing in particular, a whole lot easier. This will be your holy grail resource. So if you're struggling with the marketing, or even if you're just starting to get your salon's gram going, then it's going to take away any anxiety or stress that you have about what to post, when to post. I know you're going to love it. So I'm going to leave the link in the show notes of this episode for you to grab it. Just click on the link and I'll send you a copy in Messenger straight away. Otherwise, I'll connect with you same time on the podcast. Ciao for now. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.